name is Caroline Garnham from boutique law firm Garnham Family Office Services. We protect and preserve the wealth of the world's rich and famous. But having a good lawyer is only part of the solution. My podcast, How to Keep Your Money, draws on my 30 years experience and my extensive network of professional advisors to better inform you. Subscribe to our podcast and learn from the professionals on how to keep your money. is episode 40 of How to Keep Your Money. I'm Caroline Garnham of Garnham Family Office Services, private client lawyers and specialists in setting up and maintaining family offices and finding solutions for our clients. I'm joined remotely today by Rupert Bonzer, who joined Guinness Asset Management in October 2020 to look after and develop business within the family office sector and in particular in the US. Rupert, you say you like the variety and challenge of building trusted relationships with interesting people since no two families or offices are the same. Having set up and maintained scores of family offices over the years, I agree no two families are the same, and that's what always makes it fascinating. Rupert, thank you for joining me this afternoon. I've known Tim Guinness, the founder of Guinness Asset Management, since his days with Lord Howard Flight in their business, Guinness Flight, which they set up in the 1980s and sold eventually to Investec in 1998. Tim has therefore over 40 years of long equity investing, which serves the business well. And over the last 18 months, you have doubled assets under management to $5 billion. Rupert, what has been the secret of this success? Well, first, may I say thank you, Caroline, for having me here. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to just explain a little bit more about what we do. Um, following on from your question there, um, what's been the secret of the success? I think probably primarily experience would be one of the primary uh, kind of elements of that success. Tim Guinness, who you know, as you said, has been in the industry for uh, over 40 years and, and has managed to the points of sale two businesses prior to founding this current uh, business, Guinness Asset Management, in 2003. Um, his experience has basically hugely influenced how we manage money for our clients today. Um, another part of that, I'd say, is the culture. We have a very strong culture here at Guinness. I joined, as you mentioned, late last year, and the one thing that struck me instantly on joining is, is the depth of culture within the business. We're enjoying a period of um, very successful growth, and this has been kind of facilitated by Edward currently as chief executive, Tim's son, uh, as we look to grow the business in the right way. Underpinning all of this is a very robust, proven and different investment approach that we believe serves our investors very well. And, and finally, very relevant, and I think something that the topic that's being talked about now is, is alignment of interests. Um, as a business, we are, we're independently owned uh, and all of our managers are invested in the funds that they run. We think this skin in the game, it's a very important element and very important to align the interests of our investors and managers of their money, irrespective of what type of investor they are. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Rupert. That's a, that's a good way to introduce um, about Tim and, and, and t at Guinness Asset Management. Um, Tim has always had an old-fashioned, common-sense approach to investing, which I've always admired. Uh, for example, his philosophy says, 
put your canoe in the fastest flowing part of the stream, hold on to stocks and adopt a strategy of equal weighting. Can you tell me a little bit more about this approach? Of course I can. Um, well, I think the idea of putting the canoe in the fastest flowing part of the stream really means that as an investor, one should be looking to understand and analyze intelligently the key drivers of future growth. Um, you do this by buying quality companies with predictable and visible runways of future growth and profit and buy them at reasonable value. Um, secondly, holding on to stocks, we're long-term investors, first and foremost. We feel that short-term trading does not add value in our mind. In fact, it, if anything, it diminishes value and the cost of your portfolio through um, various trading costs incurred. We believe in our buying and holding on to our companies. And, and in this increasingly uh, sort of short-termist world that we exist in, it's probably more important now than ever to filter out the noise from commentators and so-called experts and focus on a clear defined process. Um, we're, we're in a very sort of well-informed world these days and, and it's very easy to be distracted by kind of uh, topics raised uh, day to day in, in the media. And finally, our sort of equal weighted portfolios uh, are core as part of that approach. Um, the bottom-up analysis provides the basis for stock selection, and we then equal weight the stocks to express that conviction. By rebalancing stocks that are outperforming and reinvesting in those that lag, we think we benefit from a rebalancing premium. It forces managers to counter the natural cycle of buyers to sell low, and buy high, and avoids running an inefficient long tail of smaller positions that in the portfolio add very little value, if, if anything, and, and can become a sort of distraction. Um, so I think, you know, that cleaner approach, it, it, it enforces a very strict uh, uh, buy and sell discipline. Now, thank you, Rupert. That's that's um, very informative. Um, you're, you, you've come joined Guinness Asset Management to, to really focus on family offices. And I've set up over the years, as I've said, a number of family offices. Um, what do you think Guinness Asset Management can offer a family office, ultra high net service provider? being an asset manager as opposed to a financial advisor or wealth manager? Well, that's a good question. I think, you know, really fundamentally, we, we've got sort of expertise and specialist knowledge. And, and in the current world of our industry and asset management, you know, here, particularly in the UK, we see it's only see a lot of M&A activity at the large end of the scale in the sector. My former firm was involved in that. And I think, you know, you're seeing this polarizing effect within the industry. So we sit at the more boutique end where I, I'd suggest and, and, and sort of offer that perhaps we offer sort of the more interesting products. Um, and I think with our particular, in, in our case, our origins in energy and the alternative in energy space, I'd say we have a, a strong specialist knowledge that's been developed over years and, and hopefully offer something fairly unique. But we also offer other distinctive products such as our global money managers fund uh, invested in uh, global asset managers and, and related services. And there's a very interesting play in the rising stock market. Um, we also run a Renumbi Yuan and uh, Bond Fund, which could be very attractive for investors wanting exposure to the growing China economy. Um, secondly, we've got, uh, we, we have a sort of tax efficient opportunities alongside not only our sort of long any equity funds, we're also market leaders in the EIS space. Uh, and, and that's only relevant really to UK taxpayers, but may be useful when it comes to planning tax either use of our EIS scheme or if sustainability perhaps is something more relevant as is often the case currently we have a we have a solar infrastructure investment scheme service um, whether part of a larger investment portfolio or simply a single investment we're, we're, we're prevented from offering advice we can offer a dedicated service um, 
we make portfolio holdings uh, publicly available and produce comprehensive monthly manager commentaries and quarterly webcasts for our strategies. Besides our regular fund offerings, we also manage segregated mandates for certain clients. Um, but I hope that gives a bit more of an idea of, of what we're about. It does. Thank you, Rupert. Thank you very much. Um, you mentioned, which I was quite surprised about, uh, Guinness Asset Management, I understand, has strong ties with the US. And you have a sister yeah. company in California and mirror US mutual funds so they can serve both US, European, high net worth and family offices, as well as institutional clients. Tell us a little bit, bit more about these strong ties and opportunities, which I didn't know about. No, well, thanks for that. that, that that's it. I'm, I'm glad to hear you haven't heard about that. But I mean, that's something which actually is very much part of our DNA. Um, Guinness Atkinson, our sister company in the United States, was actually launched in 2002 from the Asia funds from the original Guinness flight business that, that was sold to Investec in 1998. Um, Jim Atkinson, who, who used to work alongside Tim, is the, is, the, is the CIEO of Guinness Atkinson and himself is based in Pasadena, California with four others and, and he's been working with Tim since his Guinness flight days. So really fundamentally, I think, and quite sort of uniquely in a way we have, this gives us a, sort of a base and opportunity from where we can operate in the US and, and with offerings that we hope may potentially suit US families and investors. Uh, and actually interesting enough, again, very topical at the moment, we're, we're also in the process of transitioning our mutual funds into ETFs over there and have already launched so far five ETFs under uh, the smart ETF banner um, we're actually the first fund managers to convert active funds into ETFs earlier this year. So, I mean, innovation as well as being one of our one of our own funds is also very much part of our DNA. Well, of course, it's very much part of Tim's DNA as well. I mean, he's been in the business a, a, a long time, um, yeah. and is is a, is a delightful individual as well as having investment management as as his core. Um, Guinness Asset Management. Uh, I've always long known it to be uh, focused on long-only equities with a particular emphasis on where Tim sees innovation and growth. You mentioned earlier Asia, China, looking in particular at the shifting demographics, you look at energy companies and solar, as well as tax products, which you've mentioned earlier. Um, although you've mentioned it earlier, maybe you could expand on this focus a little bit? Yeah, of course, of course, I can, Callum. Tim, as he's said, as, well, he's had a long-standing personal interest in the energy space, uh, having been the manager of formerly the Investec Energy Fund, uh, first of all, chairman of Investec Asset Management, and then when he launched Guinness Asset Management in 2003, as uh, we were the outsourced manager for uh, for the fund. And um, Guinness, we then launched our our alternative energy fund in 2007, which has subsequently been renamed the Guinness Sustainable Energy Fund, really to reflect the broader energy transition themes. And also alternative energy is an sort of obsolete term. I think sustainable is obviously, you know, it's become more mainstream. So that made more sense to kind of re rename the fund. Um, and then alongside these funds and uh, an area that's also been a long held passion and place of interest for Tim, um, we also launched the Asia Focused Funds as well as uh, the Global Innovators Fund. Um, Tim and Jim uh, Atkinson that is, launched the Global Innovators Fund, in fact, in 2003 as a, a US mutual fund uh, and taking the original wide, wide index and converted it into an actively managed fund. So today we think of it as, as the grandfather of all innovation funds. Um, it's got a fantastic track record in both the sort of short and long term. 
And then finally, and, and sort of on a slightly separate note, which will be relevant to any of the UK domiciled tax paying clients again, we also manage, the, just as I mentioned earlier, the various investment schemes such as EIS and IEV, also known as the Enterprise Initiative Scheme and the Sustainable Infrastructure Service, um, whereby investors may benefit from some tax relief. Mm, thank, thank you. Thank you very much for that, um, for, for elaborating on what you've said earlier. Um, what we also like to do in these podcasts is maybe turn a little bit towards uh, you, Rupert, you know, yeah. man behind the voice. Um, you know, you, you've, you've pursued a variety of interests before settling into finance, uh, ranged from fine art, where I understand you got to know Elton John and Lady Diana, uh, through to landscape gardening in Mayfair, Chelsea and Belgravia, where you don't always think of gardening in 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 uh, Mayfair Chelsea and Belgravia how, how did you move um uh, from from Rupert how did you move from gardening to Guinness asset management well it's an interesting path and, and uh, I, I'd say I wouldn't say I particularly knew uh Sir Elton John and, and Lady Diana but I certainly I was working with a, an old master's art dealer who was who sort of, I think, assisted them in various ways when it came to some paintings. Um, now, I mean, it, I, I, it's been anything but straightforward. I, I was actually in asset management prior to sort of joining, but uh, prior to my landscape business, and actually working on a family office desk uh, at a company known as New Star, uh, which sadly is no more. But but that obviously all changed in about 2008. And really, for me, the common denominator from sort of me starting my working life with this old master's art dealer uh, in London through to the landscaping and, and then ultimately back into investment management is it all really sort of tapped into my personal sort of love and enjoyment of meeting people and then developing relationships with um, them and um, each role really involves every role i've really been involved in is is, is is been about dealing with clients um you know it's particularly where those that are tend to be very discerning discreet uh, knowledgeable uh, and certainly appreciate sort of um excellent service and, and discretion and and it ultimately revolves around listening to the needs of such clients and hopefully fulfilling them um i've been involved in the asset management industry now for over 14 years um bar the five-year interlude of, of the where i sort of set up and managed my landscape gardening business in london post the global financial crisis and it was here that i sort of really learned and, and i guess sort of uh, refined my appreciation of working with good people and and, and clients in particular and delivering a service of the sort of highest quality, very much how I see Guinness and, and our sort of uh, attendance and looking after the family office market. Um, I mean, I think at Guinness here, we've got a fantastic team, a really sort of intelligent uh, set of people running sensible and very well-constructed investment products um, that should find a home in any family office portfolio. And what I aim to do is to hopefully provide a way for the family office clients to engage with us and, and what we have to offer here at Guinness in a way that's informative, useful, and beneficial to the clients. But it's it's been a, it's been a, a, a very sort of enjoyable journey and one that I think you know, again, I hope that Guinness itself taps into the um, you know we can relate to the family office world. Tim is of the Guinness family himself, and, and you know we understand the kind of wants and needs, and and um, you know I hope hope can sort of bring something to, to that that world that, that um, they haven't encountered or, or, or need mm. I, I what you've said certainly chimes with with my attitude towards clients first and foremost 
it comes down to listening to the needs of the clients uh, and of fulfilling them. Um, and I, I absolutely, you know, I, I hold Tim Guinness in the highest of regard um, as a person and with his investment record. And I totally agree, it's fantastic working with intelligent uh, and, and motivated people in trying to do something of value and excellence. Rupert, it's been a real pleasure talking to you this afternoon. Um, as we've said, you hugely knowledge about long equity investing and can translate this into a language that everyone can, can understand. I think it's a great idea that you're thinking about focusing on family offices in the US. Um, mm. I think there's a certain sort of magic in London um, and, and especially uh, in the Guinness name, that having a strong Irish connections. And I'm yep. sure a lot of the US family offices would love to have a bit of Guinness ad asset management as part of their portfolio. Thank you very much for talking to me.